0: Have you ever had one of those moments where an unexpected opportunity for you to do something brave was right in front of you and you passed it up? You were sweating bullets, your stomach was getting butterflies, and you were sitting there in your brain going, get up there, do it, yes, say yes, go do that right now, take action, And instead of taking the action, you sat there and didn't take the opportunity to do whatever it was that was placed right in front of you. What you're about to hear is actually the speech that I wish I would have given at my Grandpa Jack's funeral. See, I didn't know. um, At some funerals, I guess, there's this thing where it's almost like a pass the mic kind of thing where you can say something, share a story, whatever, a memory, anything you can share about the person who has passed on. And I have been blessed to not have been to tons of funerals in my life. But this was the first funeral where this had happened. And I was not aware that this kind of practice happened at funerals that people not scheduled on the program could still get up and say something. And they did this at my Grandpa Jack's funeral in Illinois. And, you know, here's the thing about my Grandpa Jack. My Grandpa Jack was in the Marines and he was in the Army. World War II vet Marines and fought in the Army for the Korean War. And he was was quite a man and accomplished a lot with his family and with his profession. But my Grandpa Jack, you know, he wasn't someone who shared a lot of emotion and he definitely had his way of doing things. So it was interesting because, you know, as he has four children, my dad is the let's see, he's kind of the middle child. It's my aunt Jackie, then my aunt Nancy, then my father, and then my uncle Joe's the baby. You know, it's hard to speak at your own parents' funeral, I can't imagine. I, I'm saying that as a an observer. I'm I still have both my parents, luckily, and I can't imagine what it would be like to have to speak at my parents' funeral. And my father gave a lovely speech. And then they opened the floor to other people. And I knew, I had this feeling in my gut that nobody else in my family was going to be able to speak or hop up there. And uh, luckily, uh, one of the caretakers for my grandfather in the last years of his life hopped up there and was talking a lot about the things that my grandfather shared with him. And it was a lovely speech as well. And I was sitting there in my seat going, get up there. You have a story. You have a really good memory with your grandfather that might benefit others. Go up there and share. And if nothing else, it's going to, you know, somehow grandpa's going to hear that and he's going to know that that meant a lot to you. And so I was just sitting there in the pew of this church and sweating bullets. I'm telling you guys, as soon as they offered this opportunity, That memory with my grandfather came into my head and I knew, I was like, I need to get up there. I'm supposed to get up there and say this, Jessica, go up there and tell the story. Tell the story of that day at the breakfast table. Tell them. And I had just watched my father give a speech, so I was already a little teary-eyed, but I was really nervous about sharing it. And my stomach was just like all over the place with fluttering and butterflies and things like that. And I, I didn't. I didn't get on my pew and walk up there. And the funny part is about it to me now, looking back, is I'm the one who likes to get up and share in front of groups. I was a teacher for over eight years, so getting up in front of groups is not really an issue for me. But I didn't do it. And it's one of those things that I kind of regret, and I have to have faith that maybe that wasn't the right time to share that story with that particular audience and maybe, you know, worked out in the end. But I feel like I still need to share the story. So that's what you're going to hear today is the speech about my grandfather and I at the kitchen table when my grandma um, was probably in the last months of her life. She was struggling with um, emphysema. And he and I were alone at the kitchen table. And I'm just going to share what I wish I would have said ...at his funeral. I'm going to share it with you, so I appreciate your willingness to listen. And also, I hope not only the message of the speech I wish I would have given, I hope that strikes you... ...but I also hope that if you're ever put in a situation where you have an opportunity to go up and honor someone... ...or you have an opportunity that maybe you weren't expecting and it's put right there in front of you... ...and you're nervous and you're sweating bullets... And you're so hesitant to do it. I hope you learn from my experience that that's just nerves and fear. If you know in your heart of hearts that you should be doing it, I hope you'll take action because I didn't, and I'm I'm sorry that I didn't. So here's that speech. Here's that memory that I wish I would have shared at my grandfather's funeral. Welcome to the Fierce Warrior Women podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Noel, and each week you and I are going to sit down and talk about what it takes to get out of life's trenches, how to be courageous and confident as you fight for the life that you want. It's my hope that you are going to walk away feeling empowered to be the fierce warrior of your own life. I'll never forget the morning that Grandpa and I sat alone at the kitchen table. I was about 16 years old, and this was something that didn't happen a whole lot. Grandpa and I sitting alone at the kitchen table at breakfast. Usually, you know, my family members would be there, or for sure my grandmother, because she was always the slowest eater. It would take her forever, so she would have been at the kitchen table, but... On this particular morning, uh, it was just Grandpa and I, and Grandma was in her bedroom, laying in her bed, and I could hear the oxygen tank going. And I don't even know what we were talking about before, or if we were even talking, but suddenly my Grandpa looked at me, and he said, Jessica, your grandmother and I, we, we talk about you a lot. And it kind of struck me because you don't really think about your grandparents talking about you. You go, you visit, you get cards, we spend time together and, you know, create a lot of memories together. But you don't really, as a kid, think that your grandparents talk about you when you're not there. And so it kind of struck me. And he said, but Jessica, Grandma and I, we talk about you a lot. And we both agree that you could do great things in this life. You could do great things in the world. I remember thinking, wow. You know, my first reaction was just, wow, I had never heard anything like this from my grandpa. My grandpa, Marine Army, I can't even think of a time when he really showed a strong emotion in any direction. And he was sitting there telling me that I was capable of great things. So I was blown away. And then he followed it up with, yeah, grandma and I know that you are capable of great things. We're just wondering if you're going to. And that may seem harsh. And at the time, when I was 16 years old, it I think it did initially to me. What does he mean by that? Am I going to? Am I going to achieve those great things? Am I going to go do that? What does he mean by that? And I struggled with it for years. And finally, in my early 20s, I one time, it had come up in my mind. I was going through a struggle. And I told my dad the story of the time that grandpa and I were at the kitchen table. And he told me that. I was capable of great things that he and Grandma talked about it and that they were wondering if I was going to do those great things. And my dad looked at me and he was like, Jessica, that's true for everybody. Everybody's capable of doing amazing things with their lives and achieving things with their families and their careers and you know their personal growth. Everybody is capable of amazing things. That, that's true for everybody, and everybody has the choice of whether or not they're going to do those things. And my dad was right, and I, I continued to think about that for years. And I went into teaching, and I was teaching middle schoolers. And, you know, when you're teaching middle school, you come in contact with a lot of kids, and there were tons of kids. I remember repeating the same thing to them. You know, you can do whatever you want you can achieve great things. Now you just got to make it happen. Let me help you. Let's, let's figure out how to make it happen. But I remember having to say to many kids, you can do this. And it dawned on me when I once again was going through a real transition in my early 30s, that memory came up of grandpa and I sitting at the kitchen table And I was thinking about the changes that I was thinking about in my life and what I wanted to do and the legacy I wanted to leave and what I wanted to stand for and the things that I wanted to do daily to make the world better. You know, Who did I really want to be in this world? And I thought about all those kids that I had been saying those same things over and over again, and it was that memory of my grandpa and I at the kitchen table that came into my head. And it dawned on me that I probably had an amazing gift that so many other kids didn't have. My grandfather told me that he and my grandmother knew I was capable of great things. And he told me that it was my choice whether or not I was going to actually do them. So that was the first gift he gave me. And the second gift, one I think might be more important, is my grandfather told me that He and my grandmother believed in me, that they knew I was capable. And so whenever I think about what I want to achieve in my life, the dreams that I have, and the things I want to do, I, I really don't question whether or not they can happen. I never wonder, oh, can I really make that a reality? I don't question it like that because when I was 16 years old, my grandpa told me I was capable of great things and that it was my choice whether or not I was going to make those things happen. But he believed that I could do things. He and my grandma saw that in me. That was a real gift that my grandpa gave me. And I couldn't completely take it in as a 16-year-old, but my life is better because he shared that. Thank you so much for listening to the speech that I didn't give. And I just want to send you a message and reiterate what both my grandfather and my father said to me. I want you to know that you are capable of great things just like I am. You are absolutely capable. Whatever you want to achieve, I genuinely believe that you can figure it out and find a way to make it happen, make it a reality. And I also want to remind you that there are definitely times in life, like my grandfather's funeral, where you're going to be given an opportunity and you're going to sit there and know that, you should really be taking action and you're nervous and maybe sweating bullets like I was, and maybe you don't look the way you wanted to, or you're not sure what you're going to say. Get up and do it anyway. I just encourage you to overcome those fears and nerves. Know that they're normal, that happens to all of us. But take the opportunity. You know, um, I recently posted a quote on my Instagram about what. I would rather say at the end of my life, oh, I wish I had, or can't believe I did that. I don't want you to be sitting there saying to yourself, man, I wish I had done that. So thank you. I appreciate you. And you know what? You're capable of doing amazing things in this life. So go do them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fierce Warrior Women podcast. Subscribe so that you are notified every time that I post a new episode. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Take care.